Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Steve Novak, Fox Television Analyst for Fox Sports Wisconsin, co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour as well, which is going to take place this Wednesday night at the Fuel Cafe. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well. So I'm watching over the weekend, and I don't know if you caught this or not, but uh, it was I think it was the ESPN show last night. I'm watching the NBA Breakdown. And they're talking about, well, the Bucks now have the target on their back. Well, the Bucks could they be running out of gas? Well, they're winning, but they're winning by, you know, a smaller margin and on and on and on. Um, so uh, give me your thoughts as the Bucks come towards the end of this season and they still have the best record in the NBA. <laughs> the Bucks are slowing down. Yeah. No, I, I think we've, you're right, though. We've heard that. And to me, it's a little bit of comedy because they played so well and have played so well up to all-star break. Um, that everybody was – it was almost – it created a concern that I don't know that, that we've felt for a long time where it was like, have they played too well? Can they maintain this? Are they able to, to do this going forward? But really, if you look at it, the minutes have been good. They're, they've, they've done it with depth. They've, a lot of guys have stepped up and played well. And, you know, I just think that the, the concerns for it burning out or something like that are kind of – crazy to me based on the moves that have been made at the trade deadline and now signing uh, Gasol just to add a little bit of of depth and experience. So, um, you know, I think it's about time that they they do have a target on their back, but they they showed, if anything, I think in Utah, uh, how hard it is to beat this team, even when they're missing a couple guys and even on a back-to-back. So in my mind, um, this team is as hard to beat as, as anybody in the league. Um, now you got Bledsoe. We were talking about this a little earlier. Bledsoe signs for less money, basically, to stay here. Give me your thoughts on if there is, as a guy that's been in a locker room and knows what it is for guys with contracts, is there a trickle-down effect? Do we see Brogdon? Do we see Chris Middleton? Do we see Giannis? Do we see these guys say, well, you know what, we'll take some less money if we can keep the band back together. I keep going back to when you and I talked to George Hill, and George Hill said we're not recruiting for free agents because we believe we've got guys in this locker room that want to be here and want to win. So do guys overall take less money to stay with Milwaukee because of the good situation, or do you say what what Bledsoe did is an aberration, everybody else is still going to go out and get theirs? No, I think it's very real. I think that if you see a guy say, I'm not taking less money, I'm going to get paid every dime I can get, I think that has the same impact as the guy saying, hey, I'll take a little bit less because I want to be here. Um, but I think – really what that speaks to to me so loudly is the fact that they're probably like you, like you're saying, have been conversations among those guys. George Hill, like you said, said it on the, on the radio show the other day. He said, we want to be here. Guys want to be here. They want to be in Milwaukee. And Giannis, yes, he, he has that, that aura, that power. There are not a lot of guys, even among the stars. I think most people that are basketball fans, they know, the stars that guys want to play with and the stars that guys don't. And so I think if you're in a place where you're playing really well, where you're valued, where you enjoy 
waking up every single day, playing your game every other day for eight, nine months, however long it is, there's a lot of power, a lot of value in that. And I think Bledsoe, I think, is the first piece of that to show I like it here. We are winning. We can do it for a long time. And, yeah, I'm willing to take less. And that absolutely sends a message, I think, you know, going into this offseason. Utah's a pretty good team. The other night we saw on the back-to-back, they basically didn't have their front court. They had some other, uh, you know, coming off of that hard-fought game against the Lakers. And I, I get why people may say, well, they barely beat the Lakers. They get beat by Utah. Okay, maybe. But how tough is it to go undefeated specifically on a West Coast road trip? It's tough. Uh, look, the hours are off. The, the, there's a back-to-back, like you said, thrown in here. Playing in Utah, whether it's a, a back-to-back or not, is always tough with the, the elevation and their fans are big time. And, and Utah's a very good team. Um, but, I mean, I just think you look at this this run, right, from all-star break on, right? They've, they've not lost until they lost to Utah. They go on the road. They win. They come out of all-star break. They win. They're playing teams like Boston. They're playing like like you said, LeBron the other night, and they do a good job. And, yes, they're supposed to beat those guys, but then they go to Utah and it's a back-to-back. That is absolutely a tough game and a game I think you look at as what we call in the NBA sometimes a schedule loss, where it's a back-to-back, you get in at three or four, you're arresting some guys, and you go, well, bummer, we're probably not going to win this game. The Bucks were up 17 in the fourth quarter in a game that I would, I would say if you looked at it at the start of the year was a schedule loss. They didn't win. Major bummer, but I really do think the thing you take away from that is it's really, really hard to beat the Bucks and going into the playoffs. You got to beat this team four times in seven games. That Utah game to me screamed that it's hard to beat them even without a couple guys, even on the road, even on the back to back. So that's that's what I saw in that game. Uh, last Wednesday against Sacramento, uh, we know that they were guarding some of the minutes for Giannis uh, after Chicago, and he played in that Sacramento game, played 24 minutes, which was a little bit different because we see him usually play more minutes. And towards the end, I don't know what it was. I even maybe spe- – some people were speculating. I, too, thought maybe he might have been a little bit sick, might not have felt well. He was kind of wincing, gasping a little bit. Is there any reason to be concerned about either the knees or about Giannis at this point at all? You mean after his 43 points in Utah? That's what I'm saying. See, I, I thought to myself, well, that, you know, maybe maybe he might have, I don't know, uh, maybe there might have been more to the knees than maybe what we were led to believe. And I thought, just by the way I saw him leaning over and kind of gasping at the end of that game, maybe he just didn't feel that good. And that you just move on. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to make of it because he did not – give us the normal Giannis game against Sacramento, but he comes back and he's just gangbusters coming out of a back-to-back. You know what I mean? No, I do for sure. I also think it, it, it does show, um, I think, I think too, back to, you know, like growing up a Brett Favre fan. And it's like if for any reason he wasn't in there for one play or if for any reason he, he had a little limp and you thought he might not play, it was like, well, he's played the last 16 years straight. Like, he, he's not going to miss a game, and he's not going to have a bad performance. And I, I think Giannis, he has created this expectation, and uh, it's what he wants. I mean, it's who he is. He puts it out there every night. I've said it before that Milwaukee fans, we are so lucky to get to watch a guy. Uh, the, the closest guy I've been around in terms of bringing it every night and just being a, a dog, and it's just – 
out there working every night is like a Russell Westbrook. You know if you go to the game, Russell Westbrook's on the court, you are going to see a thousand percent. I think Giannis is that same way. And so, you know, every once in a while when there's a down performance or one that doesn't look great, I, I, just like you're saying, you go, is something wrong? Oh, my gosh. But really, I guess it's him showing a little bit of that human being side of him that <laughs> we don't get to see. He's such a machine and just such a, a worker. I'm talking with Steve Novak, by the way, uh, the uh, the Bucks television analyst, Fox Sports, Wisconsin. What is because Malcolm Brogdon, as Joe had pointed out, when you start to get into some of the numbers, he's having a really solid season and and a season that maybe many did not expect, many that I didn't expect. What is his value? Do you think? Because he's going to be coming up for a deal, and I think there's an importance to sign, obviously, Chris Middleton, but there might be a larger importance to sign Malcolm Brogdon, and he's you know his his legitimate offer is three million, but we all know he's going to make a lot more than that. Are we talking about a guy that's going to go upwards of $15 million there, Steve? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that and he'd be worth every every penny, um, in my opinion, I think, because, you know, this, this he's a guy who is the 36th Malcolm, the 36th pick in the draft. He's a second-round guy. But, he, I mean, he's just shown he's so much more than that. He's consistency. He's been defense. He's been the rookie of the year. I mean, and you look at what this guy does at the end of games, and I think, I mean, he's, like you said, been consistent all year and put up good numbers all year and, and been fantastic. But if if nothing else, this guy in at the end of games has been, it seems like he makes every single shot he takes under two minutes. And they've been, it was it's been for the last few years. It's not like just in this last, you know, couple of weeks or something like that. He is a closer. He has this consistency about the way he plays that I think guys like being on the court with him. He's high IQ. He knows when to shoot it, when to drive it, when how to get guys the ball. And so I think on a team where you have a guy like Giannis, who is the, the go-to guy, having a guy like Malcolm who can also get guys the ball in the right spot and get in that paint, I mean, it's he's showing that uh, he he's a big time player in this league, and he's going to be for a, a long time. What does Pal Gasol add to this team? Because it looks like he really wanted to become part of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, that's the part I love is that during this time when it's a buyout market, there's guys going, "I want to be in Milwaukee," and I think that's what you saw Pal do take two and a half less million dollars to come to Milwaukee and to know that he has a chance to win a ring. So he brings experience brings championships and more depth than another guy who's a seven-footer. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, then you've got uh, Miritich, who we were waiting to kind of see what he was going to bring to this team after the All-Star break because they did the right thing in letting him sit. Boy, he's been a breath of fresh air, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He uh, he's fit right in. I think he came in uh, what I was actually a little worried about, maybe being a little rusty after being hurt and stuff, but he just showed he came in and with fresh legs and, I, I just, I think you look at the moves John Horst has made, and this one, <laughs> just another big time move. He fits right in, and I think this you're seeing a little bit of John Horst's brainchild. Uh, I mean, I think that having these seven footers that can stretch the floor and complement, you know, the guard pieces are is right on point. It's working. Uh, I know coming out of the back-to-back, Giannis played in both games. They have Phoenix coming up, but with a couple of days off and then Indiana coming up on Thursday, 
my assumption is Giannis plays tonight, has the two days off to kind of rest, relax, take it easy before you get into a, a more rigorous schedule. Or do you just watch his minutes again tonight, maybe in an easy blow? You hope there's an easy blowout win against Phoenix, but Phoenix just knocked off the Lakers, who the who the, uh, the the Bucks had somewhat struggled with. So who knows? But do you do you play Giannis tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the truth is, I think Giannis will he'll play every game. There's no doubt. But the medical staff, they they definitely he trusts them, and I think they they have input too in terms of just his his tendon load and all that stuff. So they're tracking it, but. I think going forward, whether Giannis plays, whether Brogdon plays, whether, you know, whoever they're resting or not, I think you have to just know based on the body of work that we've seen so far that this team is in an incredible position to be able to, with the record they have, with the health they have, kind of monitor things because they know that getting to the playoffs healthy, getting to the playoffs fresh is going to be important because I believe this Bucks team, if they go into the playoffs as the eighth seed, I know they're not, but if they go in as the eighth seed, they are a <laughs> they're a serious contender to win the championship. And so I think that that's why it's important they just they just monitor things and 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 do what they got to do because they are a, a nightmare of a matchup for for anybody at any round. I was just going to say uh, I, now you know when you talk to the guys the way we had uh, talked to Pat Connaughton, George Hill. I mean. They feel that they're almost unbeatable playing at the Fiserv Forum, which is the reason they want home court. But when George Hill said, when we asked him about goals, he said, we don't have any. Just go out and play hard that day. Uh, Coach Budenholzer doesn't really kind of put up at the on the board, you know, hey, 65 wins or anything like that. He's not that guy. He just he's, – he's kind of been almost – what we would consider to be almost laxed in, in not setting a goal to go out and do this and this and this and this. It's just basically go win today and tomorrow will take care of itself. So with with 18 games remaining and sitting at 48 wins, to get to the number one seed, was it 63, 64 wins? You, you figure get you pretty much guarantees you're going to have home court advantage? Yeah, I mean, like you said, knowing that they've played like this at home and they're as confident as they are, uh, I just I have a, a lot of trouble thinking that there's any team thinking that they can come and play the Milwaukee Bucks without home court advantage and beat them. And so, you know, I, I do. I think it's it's still very important, but I also think that it, it is exactly what you said. This is a team that has not set major goals for themselves. They are about their systems. And I, I'm reading this book right now called Atomic Habits, and it actually talks about the San Antonio Spurs, and it talks about systems, the work you put in, not necessarily setting goals because everybody has the goal to win a championship, but it's the teams that have the right systems, the right work ethic, the right plan in place that actually accomplish those goals. And I think that that is exactly who this Bucks team is. And when they say we don't have goals, I think they mean we want to win a championship, but we're more focused on our day-to-day and getting done our system, our work, our improvement. And then at the end of the year, we just might happen to be able to achieve our goal. Good stuff as always, Steve. Look forward to talking to you again real soon. I know uh, going to be a Fuel Cafe coming up on Wednesday night. Any idea who the guest is going to be yet? You know, we are we're talking with a couple guys. We are not sure yet. DJ Wilson is looking like uh, like he might be there, so we're just waiting to hear back from him one more time. But um, there'll be somebody there. Look forward to joining you soon, buddy. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds great. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Steve Novak, Bucks television analyst for Fox Sports Wisconsin, co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. That is coming up on Wednesday night. Fuel Cafe 
Fuel Cafe will be the location, as he said. Uh, not quite sure who the guest is going to be yet, uh, but you're going to find out, I would assume, here in the next 24 hours for sure. Uh, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.